as I used to say, as I used to, I was supposed to stay six months. Finally, now it's eight years. No, it's true <laughs> that uh, thanks. I will never stop to say thanks, England, uh, UK, because it's true that here, uh, uh, here I've had a very, very interesting opportunity, work-wise, human-wise. Hello, I'm Poonam and welcome to the Crew Chats podcast where I speak to the crew that work behind the scenes in film, TV and theatre industries. For this episode, I spoke to Head of Costume Props and Jewellery, Lorenzo Mancianti. Lorenzo studied sonography and costume in art school and upon graduating worked initially in theatre and later moved into the world of film. Italian by nationality, Lorenzo has had the opportunity to call multiple countries home, Italy, France and the UK, as well as being able to travel the world through his work as a costume props and jewellery maker. Lorenzo currently resides in London where he works as head of department for costume props and or jewellery on productions such as Exodus, Gods and Kings, Star Wars The Last Jedi, Aladdin, Blade Runner 2049 and Bridgerton to name a few. Hi Lorenzo. Hi Bonham, how are you? I'm good thank you and thank you for coming on to the podcast. But thank you for inviting me. No pleasure. pleasure. No my pleasure. Um <laughs> So I'm going to start off by asking you what you do now. You're uh, currently actually, and in most of your um, jobs, you are usually yeah. head of department for the costume props and jewellery department. Absolutely. Yeah. And what does that involve for you? The last few years, I've been mainly jewellery department. So it's true that uh, it's to make jewel for the film, which is give the feeling that the jewel that the actor and the actress have uh, are real but they are not, and uh, we have to do this with, in, in very short time, with very poor material, but giving the feeling that they are real jewels, and uh, it's very interesting, yeah. it's very interesting. Yeah. No, I, I would agree with you there, but, uh, but yeah. I have a bias, so. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but actually, um, that leads quite nicely onto a question that I wanted to ask, which was, what do you think is the importance of jewellery and what do you think it signifies when you're watching something, whether it's historical or contemporary or fantasy? Yeah. For sure, I have a quite professional, if we can say this, um, side. So it's true that when, you, when I watch something, uh, my eyes go to the jewels. It's true that you can see the quality. And I think that when you see a movie or something, uh, you see that the, the, the costume and uh, also the jewel are accurate, are historical, precise, or in the fantasy precise, or it's a different version of history, but there is uh, a work behind the jewel. Uh, I think that it brings more value to what you are watching. Anyway, it's true that um, I think it's just a little, if you can say, ice on the cake. It's it just because it's through the accessory. It's something that you can also avoid. It's true that we have been called to work in production that have a little bit of money to give space to the accessories, which is something that, you know, they can go, uh, you see more and more or sometimes jewelry come from uh, the market, from H&M, from... Uh, but I think this is the difference. Unfortunately, or not, the production can uh, afford a, a, a jewel department. So, yeah. It's a bit of a luxury department, isn't it? I, uh, saying this, yeah, I would say this, but it seems that we are a, a luxury product. But we are, I mean, we are the, probably the, the last person to be called. Uh, by through that it's something but uh, I think it makes the difference because when you see something and uh, you can see that there is a work uh, for sure it's, uh, it's so much more interesting so much more beautiful uh, so much more accurate because it's true we say jewelry for cinema what does it mean it means that uh, most of the time the costume designer have a specific idea of what 
they need. So it's something that you cannot find on, uh, on the market. Or most of the time, they also need the double because it's true that you have a, an actress with a necklace. Uh, there is a stamp. There is a, um, you have to do two or three times the same necklace, the same necklace in order to be covered for the scene because you have the one for the stand or something get break. Uh, there is no problem with the, the probe. So um, it's good to have us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good from to the work. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and um, how, how did you get into what you do? And I want like the full, like, go way, way, yeah. way back story. <laughs> Once upon a time. <laughs> but uh, I think because I, I, I know all your, I, I've listened to all your podcasts. Oh. Sure. So I know that, and uh, it's through that. As the most people that you interviewed, uh, even my my story is very linked to the serendipity to meet the right person at the right moment. Because it's true that I didn't know that it, this work could exist when I was a child. What do you want to do? I don't know. I didn't know. But uh, this was the work that I was dreaming. Even I didn't know that it could exist. So it's something that I discover. Uh, with the time. I also thought that is specifically, uh, for example, I worked a lot in, before to live here. I lived in France, uh, before in Italy. So, I have a, But the props maker and the jewel maker, you, you cannot find a lot of people doing this. In Paris, for example, they almost don't exist. You know, I have been lucky to, to, can, to, to, to have the chance to do this in Paris for probably 20 years. And uh, because before there was no one in charge of general props, you can have a pro probably someone make jewel, but not for film, which is another story. Because as we said before, jewel for film is specific. I, I start briefly, I try to be brief. Uh, I start with, uh, I, I do the school of uh, scenography and costume in Italy, um, art school in Italy. So, and after I enter into the theater doing scenography and costume, and after I moved to Paris by serendipity of the life. So I arrived to Paris, I start to work in, in theater. Uh, 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 by the chance to meet the right person, I enter into the, the cinema and uh, one costume designer, one French costume designer, his name is uh, Olivier Berriot, he's a very nice person, very, as oh, a friend also. Uh, he, he, he saw that they could be um, good to, to do props. So he asked me to do the jewel for uh, an important film. It was uh, quite important. It was a Joan of Arc of Luc Besson oh. to make jewel for this film. So I never done jewel. But it's true that I was in, very interested to work with hands, to work with um, little things. I, you know, this kind of do-it-yourself work. So, and uh, I start to do jewel without having any knowledge of what Joel was. So little by little, I start, it's true that with this film, I start this way, that it's happened now is my life. I, this is the, the, the work that I love. And so this is the chance, to, the chance to, to find someone who, who see in you a, a, a potential skill and he give you the opportunity. Because it's true that at the beginning, if I never done this, he told me, you can do for the extras at the crowd at the beginning. Okay, and finally from the crowd in the same film, I also have made the, the, the jewel for the, for the principal actor. So it was very satisfied, very exciting, very... But I had to learn from the beginning because I didn't know how to make jewel. I remember the, the first soldier that I made, it was so... So unprofessional. 
just so unprofessional. So, so I, I feel shame. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, it's done. The experience, the experience. And uh, I've been lucky to have the opportunity to keep going with this work because after from a film to another one, I, I keep going with this uh, props. It's interesting also because it was jewelry at the same time was also props, general props. Probably, yeah, what I have to, it's true that jewelry is my main activity, what I feel more comfortable, my comfort zone. But uh, at the same time, props, it's interesting, I think, because you have to touch a lot of material, a lot of technique, because you have a, a leather work, uh, resin, a lot of resin work, fabric, metal, everything. You have to, to find solution. This is what I like, probably, in this film. When you have to find solution to something unusual that they ask, you have, it could be not only jewelry area, no? So this is very interesting. And then... Um... You, you moved to France and then you moved to, you now currently kind of tech. I think you could say you live in London, in England. Probably. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. As I used to say, as I, used to, I, I was supposed to stay six months. Finally, now it's uh, eight years. No, it's true <laughs> that hey, thanks. I will never stop to say thanks, England, uh, UK, because it's true that here, uh, uh, here I've had a very, very interesting opportunity work-wise human-wise it's um, I'm very lucky in the life I work a lot I'm quite good <laughs> but it's true that I've been very lucky also I've had the chance it's true that in London for example I've had a very warm welcome I was surprised at the beginning but finally I found very nice people very uh, warm people so I felt immediately comfortable with the fact to live here even if I'm supposed still to live in Paris because my home is there, my life is there, but no, finally, you know. Also, this was serendipity because it's true that I was working in Paris, my life was there, everything was nice. At one point, I worked in a film with, with uh, two directors, which is very specific. It was Cloud Atlas. Ah, yeah. Yeah, Cloud Atlas, there was two directors, uh, one from Berlin and one from uh, London, and uh, each director had a personal crew. So... There were two costume designers, and one was uh, the French costume designer, Pierre-Yves Giraud, which one I, I've worked a lot. He's a very, very good costume designer. So we worked on this film. Uh, it was in Berlin. Uh, working on this film, I met also the other costume designer, who was uh, Kim Barrett. She, she's American, Australian-American, but she worked also a lot in London. And uh, so I know her. I work a little bit for her even if I was with the French crew. So uh, after a while, she has had the, the chance to make a film here in London, she called me. So she came to work in, in London immediately. I said, yes, but it was very exciting. And that's why I arrived in London. For was supposed to be just one film. It was a, a Jupiter Ascending. Yeah. And since that moment, it was probably eight years ago, since the mom is through that I've, I've had, it's good to that people realize that London now is an essential platform for, for the world cinema, because it's true that the most important films are, are made here in London. Mm. That's why there is a lot of work. Thanks God. Yes, Thanks think, God. yeah, thankfully, yeah. <laughs> Um, just in relation to that, obviously you mentioned that you um, grew, you're from, you're Italian by uh, nationality, you grew up there, studied there, and then you moved to France and you've now moved here as well. But you've also worked across the whole world. Uh, and I'm saying this because I know you, obviously, to full yeah, disclosure, yeah, yeah. I know you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, we've known each other for a while, a little bit, yeah. 
<laughs> um, <gasps> and that you've worked across the world. So I'm going to yeah. list like Spain, Argentina, yeah, Germany, yeah, you yeah, mentioned yeah, yeah. Cambodia. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that traveling for work, I mean, yeah. aside from just the tr- like actually seeing another cr- country yeah. and then moving for work, I mean, some people might see it as a sacrifice, but oh, other people yeah. see it as a form of yeah. exploration yeah. and experiencing a new culture. How has that been for you? Because you've been for extremely me- well-traveled. Oh, with. yeah, I've, I've had this chance. Uh, it's one of the most interesting things in my life, I think, because it's true that I don't have a nice relation with the vacation. Go somewhere as a person in vacation. I don't, I don't know. This is my tourist. This is my, well, <laughs> I can be. But uh, 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 it's true that this way to travel, I didn't travel a lot. I, I visited interesting place that probably I would never consider as an holiday place, as a tourism place. But the work brought me there. I've lived there, the most interesting experience of my life. What I enjoy the most is the fact that you go there, you live with people, you work with people. So you enter into their daily life. So it's not just, if you can say, an external vision. I would say tourist vision, but this is my vision of the tourism. <laughs> but you are in to the culture, into the society. You you work with people every day. You speak about daily life, mm. they, how they live, how they move, how they consider. And this for me is it, it's probably more important than the, the work that you are doing there. The work is work everywhere. It's nice, more or less. It's different. But being in contact so uh, deeply with, with the culture is something that there, there is no price. It has no price. I feel very, very lucky to have had this chance. Yeah, uh, this is one of the most interesting things in, that it's happened to me. I think. Where has yeah. been your um, most favorite? Most favorite is a, but you yeah. know, place to go and have had worked. Yeah, place that I wouldn't have, have considered to go really, but Cambodia has been very, very interesting. It was like a lot probably 2000, 20 years ago, I don't remember. It was, I have a bad memory, you know, but it was a Cambodia. I lived, we lived probably six, seven months there. Oh, wow. A one month in Thailand. Yeah, yeah, it was very uh, Jean-Jacques Canot movie about two tigers. The film hasn't been very successful, but the experience has been one of the most interesting in my life. Cambodia, 20 years ago, I think it was different. Mm. So it was more... um, probably genuine, I don't know. Anyway, it's true that we were in Siam Reap, where the temples oh, are. Wow. So I'm not a spiritual person at all, but to be in contact with this place, with this, there is a jungle with the temple, you know, Angkor, Angkor mm, temple, Angkor, Angkor side, yeah. yeah. It has been very interesting to, to see how uh, some situation that you think it's far from you could be, more intriguing, attractive, interesting. It doesn't mean the people are very nice people. Also, it was a very specific situation. Now the situation surely is, is different, but before was more into the past that they have had, which was very dramatic. Mm. It, it, this has been very, very interesting. And another place that is specifically warm to my is uh, Argentina, Buenos Aires. Oh. Because, yeah, it's very intriguing. It's very, you know, this kind of mix, Italian, Spanish, German, Jewish, um, um, mix of people, 
uh, which gave origin this kind of specific culture, quite nostalgic. But I'm not here to speak about Argentina, but no, no, anyways, no. But it was still. very, 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 for me has been very interesting. And also I can say this because you are in contact with people. So you don't have this vision external. You are in oh, daily, yeah, you can, very interesting. This was mm. very. And with that traveling and um, learning and uh, working in those different places and with the yeah. people of that country, yeah. do you think that informs then you working and then producing work for other productions which have nothing to do with those countries necessarily? Yeah, yeah. I think it's more any human learning. I mean, you learn that you, I, I, what I've learned, what I remember of this, you go somewhere you are the external person, you have the uh, opportunity to, to, to see how the relation, human relation change in different countries, but it makes you also uh, in the position to ask you some questions. Say, I am the foreign one coming here, uh, working with people. It's to me to try to understand them, to adapt to them, to where uh, her way, his way to do. You know, it's, it's a more human um, lesson than work-wise. Oh yeah, also about the work you, you learn to, to work with what you have. I mean, it's true that in Cambodia 20 years ago to find a, a brass, why was a drama? So you, you find solution, but this is what I like, to find solution. This is, this is what I'm paid for. So this is what I like. <laughs> but <clears throat> no, it, yeah, it's, it's more human, I would say. Yeah. More human, yeah, you, you go there, you have to, understand these people the way they have to do they are not too human person but um, no. <laughs> <laughs> um you mentioned about the problem solving um and actually other other guests have sort of said we're mo uh, in the kind of areas that we are in is that we're paid yeah. problem solvers yeah and yeah, yeah. i want to phrase this question correctly without sounding sycophantic as well but but what I want to ask yeah, is that yeah, having yeah. had worked with you, I see that the, yeah. your brain, yeah, yeah, aside yeah. from the creative process that yeah. is going on, there there is a massive amount of problem, yeah. like problem solving, but challenges that you're trying yeah, to yeah, resolve. Yeah. But how yeah, yeah. how does it work in your head? As well? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's an interesting question also because it's true that I think, but it could be pretentious. I don't think there are more... Uh, creative or intelligent or something than someone else. But I think that each of us, we have a kind of specific intelligence or skill. And for example, I have a lot of no skill, a lot. Like everyone, I'm no more idiot or more, but it's true that um, computer is a drama, memory is a drama, a lot of things, this is quite personal things. But anyway, I live with, very good. But I think I developed a, probably also my brain it's uh, also the challenge also it's is a is a perverse pleasure for some time probably to find solution to to try it's come al alone come uh, come just by himself so what can i do and i think also the experience helps you a lot because it's true that when you have done something i think that's something uh, that helped me a lot also that i ever had several direction in my learnership. Can you say learnership? Yeah. You know, for example, uh, I started my life doing a technical school. I didn't give her nothing with this uh, mechanic things. This was not, I had to do this for some reason. So, but I learned something. And after I had, I've done another thing, restoration of painting. It's, does it, but it's something that it, it, it helped me. Uh, that's why I think if you have, 
um, more, more knowledge of uh, technical and things. That's why I admire people who have a lot of interest in it. They can, you know, they can play music and they can also paint and they can do, you know, cut stones or I don't know, wood work. Because more you know and more you can bring from uh, an area to another one. And this is a lesson from the life. It's true that you have to be good to learn so many different things. So it's true that each of us, we have a specific mm. intelligence. And it's like this, thanks God. At least each you one did. of us, we have something. Yeah. At least this. <laughs> it's true that probably my my brain, it, it's in this fine technical sort I am not, for example, I'm not artistic at all. I am artistic, relative, no, I mean, you have a sense of something, stuff, but I think my, I can see myself more as a technical, um, I don't know what to say, a, a technical uh, direction of interest or capacity. No, I see what you mean. I think <laughs> no, I, no, I, I disagree with the creative as the artistic. I think there is yeah. artisticness involved in yeah. what you do. Uh, probably, sorry, I can stop to no. interrupt you. But it's true also that uh, it's um, an interest because it's true that every new technical uh, challenge for me is a personal, you know, I have to find. That's why you, your brain never stops to think about this because. It's, you know, it's something that it, it's, it, it's interesting to you. So you say, oh, what can I do? So I don't know, making your food or working in the street. You say, how can you solve this problem? That, that, that. It's kind of palette of possibility. You choose the one who is better for you for you yeah so now I'm going to go back to um, where you actually start your working process when you get a job and you start working with a costume designer I guess a common question I ask everybody but what do you think is the importance of a relationship with a costume designer and sometimes you may have a lot of interactions with them sometimes you don't have any interaction yeah. with yeah, them yeah, yeah, but yeah. either way they're still giving you yeah. information yeah so what yeah. are the the relationship with a costume designer and what how yeah. they how do they influence your work it's essential because <laughs> you have to um, understand what they want this is the the, the thing that now it's uh, first on the list of my work to understand what the costume designer want. For example, when you start the work, you uh, have a kind of uh, research. So you watch documentation, how it was the period or what you can do. Eh? So you have your own idea. And after the costume design come to you with his owner or her uh, own uh, ideas, and you have to try to understand because it's true that the, the words are always a filter. So try to, that's why sometimes I, I like when they, give me some adjective because you know I say okay shining uh, middle age I don't know pink or something that bring all or the reference of a painter or of a film of something so you your idea is is, is larger because you have a a, a a new universe if you can say this instead mm. of one word so and uh, to understand what they want this is the main the essential things because we are pay to do what they want but you have to make abstraction of what it was your idea because it's true that you start something with some ideas but no 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 you have to forget this <laughs> it's true that after you can bring something you know some time but it also is dependent on the costume design there are some mm. costume designers that they are absolutely open to suggestion also because something that 
we can give to them is the technical solution or technical or, 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 or supplies things because it's true that we have a stock so we can suggest i have these beautiful stones i have this do you want it's good for you it's good but it's just a suggestion uh, limited after it depends also on the custom design with mm. someone you you really they explain the situation and after they see what what you can do if they agree they leave you or they're custom designer, they are more specific in their choice. So they want to choose the color, they want to choose the, um, everything is, a, so I can understand. In terms of how you begin, a, how you how do you begin a job when you get given a job? Uh-huh. And what's your research process? And what do you, where do you look for your inspiration? Yeah, I'm very proud of my collection of book, because I have a, I can't, well, I'm very proud, jewelry book, and I count on meter. But <laughs> the problem is that this is in Paris, <laughs> so I cannot, but it's interesting because sometimes I, I collect a book from where I found, it was a very, it's a collection that I like, I like the possession of these books, so it's true yeah. that I think I can, uh, probably better than any library, because I have a, meters i repeat uh, <laughs> of meters of, of books but uh, which is interesting for example i found very interesting uh, source of knowledge in the uh, auction magazine you know sometimes the, the auction oh. christies uh, they, they have uh, this proper magazine for this for for the auction yeah. and you have a photo of something that is not in the common book so you can find jewel that belongs to not the ro- royalty it just belongs to co- common people or noble people but it's something that go out from the collection in the museum that you know and know and know and know and uh, or for example now i think it's very interesting in uh, on instagram to very simply because there are a lot of um i think they are auction or seller that they have original things and they, they sell this so you can see something that is is probably uh, out from the, the common images. Uh, this is very interesting. This is mainly so. Uh, and now with the internet, it's true that you. I uh, finally, it, it, it sounds quite stupid. In Instagram, you can find a lot of things. Yeah. No, I yeah. think people. I think people find it funny when you say Instagram, but um, yeah. you're right. There are so many different pages and people dedicated to yeah. putting out like yeah. almost catalogs of. Yeah, historical work. Because, yeah, you have uh, mainly the, the auction houses. They have uh, Instagram pages, so you can you can consult it. They have a uh, yeah mm. internet. Great internet is changing the is changing the Change way we our work. Life, especially <laughs> if we were born before internet, so you probably don't know. But <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, the possession of the book it's always a little pleasure. The, you always go back to the book. The but, physical book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you always go back to the books, I think. I think ultimately, yeah, yeah if you want. Rev- <laughs> book fetishist. Um, what do you most enjoy about what you do? I think it's quite, probably it's not very original uh, replay, but uh, it's the challenge that is interesting. But it's true that the challenge starts with, as I said before, I repeat myself, to understand the costume designer. If you haven't understood the costume designer, this is the first challenge. If the costume designer is happy, it's the first challenge, it's the first pleasure that you have. And after when you have to find solution for my technical brain, to find technical solution, uh, and you solve this, and you are quite, say, okay, no, it's, it's not bad, it's not bad. That's why 
the problem that after a while you it's difficult to find something new to do because you have done quite a lot of but there is always a new source of pleasure so um this is what they like the most when uh, yeah yeah when you have something new to do or you have never done say oh no bad but it's not perfect do the job it does the job does the job yeah. Uh, yeah do you do you prefer doing historical things compared to more fantasy or cont- contemporary maybe less so but is a different situation yeah, but yeah fantastic contemporary one. unfortunately there is no a lot a lot of work for mm. for us because uh, they can rent or they can buy they can um science fiction is uh, now it's, it takes a direction more uh, a 3d print situation mm. that is something that i don't know now this is something that it's out of my era more the classical you know soldering things that's why but i worked in uh, in science fiction it was very interesting but probably historical i prefer <laughs> yeah you get to do all the nice pretty pretty yeah, yeah. or sometimes you have uh, this science fiction guy like a apocalyptic things so you have a kind of coming back to the region with the um, organic material with the natural things which is more my area. That, <laughs> that leads me nicely actually on to another question which is when you started working I'm going to say 30 odd years like you're you can say 30 the reason yeah, yeah, yeah. the reason yeah. I say 30 is there's it's a massive change has taken place yeah, right yeah, yeah. so yeah, when you yeah, started yeah. working did you imagine that you'd be where you are and that what you were doing then would become what you're doing now no absolutely not because it's true that when I, at the beginning at the beginning of my work life my first work it was a, a great the most one of the most interesting experience in my life also i work I, it was at the first years of my school i've been lucky because in my where i was born there was a group of uh, friend finally we were friends that uh, started to make theater show uh, mm. very it was very amateur things so i start to work with them making scenography and uh, costume for this small uh, theater show but we had no one lira at the moment was it so nothing not so, so i developed the uh, there probably I developed the pleasure also to find economical solution and to find solution, alternative solution, how to can uh, change the, 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 the something in, into something else. You know, I don't know, take a, a, a garden hose to make a iron work, I don't know, something like this. So the, the most stupid things, the cheap, it, it was, this situation was very interesting as an exercise for the brain. Mm. It, it was very, very interesting. It, I could never imagine that they could um, do what I'm doing now. Absolutely, it was not on my, I didn't know it, 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 that it could exist this work. This is what surprised me the most. I'm doing my work, the work that I love the most, without, I didn't know that it, it could exist. So I'm very lucky. It's true that in the time you see how, uh, technology change because uh, <clears throat> I remember, for example, the first resins when the first resins come out was complicated, was dangerous, was uh, um, 
you know, when I start to work, we work polystyrene with the hairspray because there was still, this is, yeah, it was the 80s something. There was, uh, inside there was fluoro, chloro, something very dangerous. The one who made the, the hole in the ozone. Oh. No, one of the real things, it seems, uh, in the hairspray, because it was very corrosive. And we, we had the wool to do, and we work with this. This is just the trivial things, but to say how the situation changed with the, <clears throat> even even for the safe and healthy side, no? And uh, it's true that the resin changed. That the, uh, now it's so much more easy um, to find supplies. You know, you can find everything to solve the engines, um, supplies, resins, everything. You know, it, it with internet now, you can you can buy everywhere. You know, it sounds a little bit old to person speaking, but it's true that. Uh, internet you can see if you have lived before before the mobile you realize how life changed once i was working with someone very young person speaking with a friend we were at work saying how people could live without mobile i said nothing but say yeah we lived anyway <laughs> i had i think i had my first mobile i was uh, 28 something like this it's funny so, now now we can't just to live give with... an idea of the, <laughs> oh, my age <laughs> Now we can't live without them, though, isn't it? <laughs> now it's amazing. That's why I enjoy also the. I think um, internet is with all the bad side, but we have to learn to manage with this. It's like the first car. The first car was uh, unsafe. Now we have to learn to live with this. My internet, uh, it's uh, it's an it's it's as important as the invention of the wheel. I think mm, for sure. Wise, wise. Well, that was wise. <laughs> that was very wise. <laughs> Um, what has been your proudest moment in in your career? When I, I'm quite repetitive, when I won a challenge with myself, a technical challenge, when someone who was not supposed to make a compliment, make a compliment. <laughs> For example, one actress said to someone else, well, this is a long time ago, ah, this, because I wasn't for costume, it was a small show. This cost me, uh, help me to enter into this role, no? Or someone else, or another situation. It's a long time ago, mate. Probably is the first compliment, the one that you keep uh, you engraved in your mind. As someone say to someone else, ah, but I know because uh, well, Lorenzo is quite accurate. If you need the, a pen on this on the set. It's not a pen, it's the pen. I mean, to be this compliment about how accurate you can be or how your work will be appreciated by someone else, it, most of the time it's the compliment that people don't do directly to you. This mm. is my version. It's not something that, and uh, yeah. Or even the person who, the costume designer who come to you or called you again, say, you know, this is, and also, I don't know why I can stop to think this movie. There was at one point uh, I've had done, it was a few years ago, it was here in London. I've done several films, several period. I was thinking the only period that I haven't done is Egypt. And blam, I had the chance to work on Egyptian film. It was a very difficult challenge for me because Egyptian jewelry are very, very complicated, very elaborate, very time consuming. But I've done this film, and I was very, very satisfied. It's personal satisfaction. But it was very, because it was a very difficult challenge for me. I also, it happened at the moment that I need this challenge. I need, I was, say, yeah, an Egyptian film would be good to me. Tuck, it happened. So this is a fine solution. Fine, yeah, this was very nice. 
Yeah. You know, it's just one of the lot of film. Yeah, but still, you have those standout ones. Like you say, it came mm. at the right time when you wanted that. Yeah, something yeah, yeah. You hadn't also, done this is something that you say, oh, this must be difficult to do. How can you do these things? How to put these, these animal things or these kind of beats? Very difficult to find. So find a solution to make beats. This also is interesting. When you have to make something that it doesn't exist, makes the base, like beats or stones. Oh, no, it's true that you can find a lot of things, but not everything. When you find a tube in the street that has been smashed, this is my point of smashed by trucks. And you can say, oh, but this is kind of oval section. I can take it for, it was amazing. I'm very proud of this. <laughs> this <laughs> is something what... coming from the garbage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was finding the street. So say, this is good. And we have made it. This is probably what I like the most. When you find something, you can turn the destination. Well, this is what interests me about you can you can see a creative potential in something, which I think that's fascinating. Uh, probably, I don't know if it's a kind of uh, analytic, I don't know, like a computer. Okay, you say something, you say the shape, you see the consistency, how are these, how can I move these, how can I cut these, how, can, how heavy is, it, it probably is like a computer analysis, no, it's a weight, shape, possibility to cut, possibility to warm, possibility to paint, possibility, uh, probably this, uh, just okay, I can take this and transform into something else, and this is uh, nice, but that's why you have always to be the, the eyes open around you, because I don't know, you can see something in your kitchen, say, oh, but this one could be, could be good for, you know, the handle of the, the spoon, I don't know, whatever, no, and it could be helpful for what I have to do, um, and what I like. I, I think that's the. Thing. I think it's fascinating. I, I don't. Yeah, I think not everyone thinks like that. I think it's, that's why it's interesting. Wow. It's very. Um... It sounds like. Yeah, it sounds like a compliment. Like I'm very. I'm flattered. <laughs> no, it is a compliment. I like this is. Yeah, a, yeah. I genuinely know yeah, it is. Too. I don't know how to react. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is a, is, is a, also the example of my dad. My dad was like this. You know, it was this kind of, probably is an, also an example. I think, I don't know if it's, I think, I, I, I like to think this is genetic, may also an example. And my dad was like, my, uh, the example, no, because my dad did all the things that I do. My father did all the things that I was not interested in too. So it's um, an example probably that you have to find solution to something that you can uh, solve. Uh, <laughs> Now, what surprises you about your job? If something surprises you, something may not surprise you. Ah, this is the what surprised me. <laughs> no, I would I would say what surprised me. What surprised me? Uh, yeah, I have a probably when I uh, probably this link to technical supplies things. When you discover that there is a, a supplies, a material, or shop, or, or a, 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 an engine that help you to to keep going. This is surprising. This surprised me uh, in a nice way because as I look at this, this is a new uh, could be everything. Eh? Could be something that make your work easier. And this happen also when you work with other people. For a long time, I worked alone, so I had no uh, person to relate to about knowledge about. And now, since I've been in uh, in England, it's uh, interesting to see how I work with other people that they have all the knowledge 
or their skill or their, uh, how much you learn. Uh, this is very interesting. Uh, I, I've learned a lot of things working with people around me. Uh, this is very interesting. This is surprise when you learn something new. I say, okay, good. I didn't know. This is this is this is something that could still surprise. Do you find it hard if you go from period to period that are quite similar, or um, productions that are different films but they are similar periods when you go to them quite in quite close time? But do you find it hard to make it different, even though that uh, the, the costume design might be different, the designers' yeah, ideas might be different? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's very interesting question because it's true that, for example. Uh, a costume designer go in a work if probably for his first time in the life he does a movie a film about uh, revolution french revolution for example whatever but you probably have done more jewel for this period so you know that what um, they want uh, or what you can offer this also is is on the open mind of the costume designer so you know what you have already done, or you know what probably is better to avoid. This happened to me. So mm -hmm. sometimes I should just say, listen, probably it's better not to do this, because in a way you try to, to, to make understand that it's a, you have already done mm -hmm. in another film, so it's not original. You have to be very gently, you know, to suggest that mm -hmm. this is, uh, yeah, also I think it's very important also for, for me, for us, but to find um, a new way to do something that you have already done. Because repeat something you can do if you are, if you're asked, but it's not fun. So if you can find a new, a new something to bring this, this film, I think it's an, also a help uh, to the costume design. You, mm. you suggest a new vision or something that at least is, is not already been seen. That brings me on to my final question. Yeah, we know the whole Which question. is, what are your <laughs> three to watch recommendations? This is the question from <laughs> in Poonam podcast. <laughs> so I, I, I did my homework. So, <laughs> yeah, I, can, I, I would like to tell you a um, film that for me has been important for my work, especially for my work. Uh, it's through that some film that which I would have liked to work on, and uh, the first the first answer is all this film of the is a group of, of film. It's uh, you know in the seventies in Italy we have had this kind of costume designer was very like Piero Tosi, Danilo Donati, all this family. It's true that I've worked in amazing field for me, for the specifically for the props. And there are two or three things. There is a, one uh, Pasolini film that is uh, Arabian Nights. Oh. And uh, it's very specific because it was the 70s. Eh? And uh, there is another one who is um, another Pasolini film, uh, uh, Piero Tosi, I think, did the costume. The jewelry are amazing, very representative. Medea, Medea. Medea is, a, is the story of Medea, you know, the one who killed the, 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 the chief, her son. Greek things. Oh, very, okay. Very boring. Very oh. Boring. With, with Maria Callas, it's a very boring film, but the, the jewels are amazing. And there is another one, for example, I think it's Danilo Donati with uh, Fellini. It's a satiricon, and the props are amazing. The jewelry, the, mess, the, the makeup, the things that is very inspiring for uh, the costume and the props. Generally, the jewel. It was this 
at the end of the 60s, 70s, uh, so it was this period of very um, creative, you know, you, they come out from the, what it was classical. Cleopatra with this uh, pointed bra, you know, like uh, this jewel make with uh, So it, the costumes are very innovative with this kind of fabric, handmade, uh, sometimes a little bit naive, but it was very, the jewel also coming from these uh, African tribes, but transporting to, um, I don't know, middle age. It was very, very, uh, this is the, the first group. Mm. So it's, uh, Everything with Danilo Donati and Piero Tosi and family. Yeah, so it's Fellini, Pasolini. And uh, and after I would have liked a lot on Moulin Rouge, like everyone oh, said yeah. the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> with, the, with this this dance scene where they have this kind of headpieces. And you can recognize even there. I don't want to be it's, it's an amazing film, but you know it's uh, Indian things put it in together with the fun, with things. Uh, it makes a very interesting work. And the third one already mentioned on your podcast is Apocalypto. Mm. Because the jewel and the pro, I think there is a huge work of prosthetic. This is amazing. Those are the films that when I watch, I say, I would have liked to work on this film, really. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, see, probably this is my, but people already know. So. so. <laughs> You didn't add Golden Girls in. I thought that would get a mention. I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> Golden Girls. This is so relieving for the soul. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. This is this is my top five. This is my. <laughs> um, thank you, Lorenzo, for your recommendations, oh, and thank you for coming yeah. on the podcast. It was really yeah. enjoyable to talk to you. It has been a pleasure. You know that I'm a fan of your. You put this on the podcast. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. I'm a fan of your podcast. And I think that you do this so professionally. Oh, that's very kind. This is your podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, so professionally, so well done. Opera Punam. <laughs> oh, thank you. That's very kind. No, but thank you for being a guest. I really, really appreciate thank it. Thank you for having me. Thank you very oh. much. Thank you for listening and I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Lorenzo. Tune into the next episode where I speak to Supervising Locations Manager, Tony Hood. And as always, if you get a moment, could you please like, follow or subscribe on your podcast platform? Thank you.